All right, so we're recording now. Mm -hmm. That's what the little window says. Okay, so this is just a test. Mm -hmm. We're going to see how this goes. We're going to put this one up anyway, just see if you guys like what we're talking about. But my name is Lonnie. And I am Jason. And we're going to tell you uh, about some technology, uh, some toys, and then maybe some games. Okay, and 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 uh, culture wherein in that scope of everything. Right? Ah, he's got it. All right. right. <laughs> uh, I love it. You did a lot of gesturing with your hands. That was yeah, I'm a, I'm a hands talker guy, but you can't see that on a podcast. But that's what I do. <laughs> all right. So toys, tech, and games. Where would you like to start off? Uh, I kind of want to start off with what we were talking about before we started this conversation mm -hmm. or uh, this podcast. How and, sweaty it was in here. Uh, well, we could talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but we are inside a very cramped room. It's a nice room. But it is very. Uh, He's obligated to say that because it's the master bedroom of my house. But I can see the look in his eye. He's like, uh. The air is a little stale in here. It is a little stale in here, a little bit of musk, a little bit of sweat. But I mean, that's, you know, conducive to any healthy work environment. I, but also, man, this is your master bedroom. Exactly. That, that stale and that musk, man, it tells a great it's story. A it's it tells a, a great story it really, of your really relationship. Is. It's a history. I'm sorry, Maria, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I did not mean for that to happen. But anyways, uh, okay, so yeah, no, we actually had a pretty interesting conversation over some delicious Mexican sushi. Um, right. uh, and we were talking about, uh, <clears throat> yeah, have you ever been so excited or something about something? Like, let's just talk about Fortnite, mm -hmm. right? You play Fortnite. Your mama plays Fortnite. Everybody plays Fortnite, yeah. right? Uh, and then when you go to a friend's house or you meet somebody new and you're like, hey, we're all going to go play Fortnite. Are you guys in? And that one guy goes, what's Fortnite? Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a term for, for a you know, period of the moon. It's technically two weeks. No, that's not what it is. You're just out a jerk. Anyway, I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm the guy who hasn't played Fortnite, yeah. right? And, and sadly, I'm also that guy who has not played Fortnite. So I want to defend everybody who hasn't played Fortnite or have just been automatically excluded. It is automatic. It's it's an automatic thing. Like I used to have best friends, and yeah. now they're just like acquaintances yeah. to me now because they found out that I don't play Fortnite. Well, this is the reason why me and Lonnie are doing the podcast together. We have other friends, but none of them wanted to do anything with us because they're all we playing Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. They're playing Fortnite. They're playing Fortnite, and we're over here being creators instead of exactly. consumers. And here's the thing: it's not that we don't have the ability to not play Fortnite. It's a free game on the Xbox and everywhere else, mm -hmm. but we just we just haven't done it yet. Right. And then why do they limit us? So. We were talking about like there's the automatic like downgrade, like you can see it in their eyes, mm -hmm. like you just went down a peg inside their friends yep. list or whatever. Yep. So uh like I'm a cool guy, Jason's a cool guy, mm -hmm. we hang out, we joke around, but then once we find out that we're the guy that they don't appreciate, uh so a guy will go up to all oh, you guys don't play Fortnite? No, I don't. And then you just automatically see it in their mm -hmm. brains, like the synapses are automatically working yep. to downgrade you to someone that they don't want to hang out with uh and they try to be okay with it like they try to yeah reason but they're like what, what, what do you mean yeah. you don't play fortnite like yeah. i don't get yeah. i don't play fortnite have you heard of xbox have you heard of gaming yeah I have. do you live in a cave no i don't what's wrong with you and you can see yourself in their eyes like you can see your reflection in their 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 pupils like just going down like you're just dimming within them and that's just mm -hmm. that's a horrible feeling sometimes it really is because, you know, I work for in the gaming industry still, 
and uh, I have to teach a bunch of new youngsters that come in about video games. And you know, I have to teach them about different things. And that's one of the big things, you know, especially working at, you know, where we, me and Lonnie both used to work at GameStop. Right, right. Uh, working there, you don't get a chance to play all the games, but you still have to sell them. And so we got really good at faking that we knew games mm -hmm. that necessarily we never played. And it's good to know it's about good to the know. games. It's good to know. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. But yeah, when you admit to somebody, especially a fanboy, and that's the thing, the nature of fanboyism, that you haven't played something that is so near and dear to their hearts and in their souls. Oh my God, like you're no longer a person. You're not human anymore. Right, right. Well, I feel like to defend the Fortnite players uh, and to defend Fortnite, and like I should preface and say that oh, it's, I, I like it's a great Fortnite. game. It's a great game. Uh, and the fact that they're giving away for free and all this other stuff, right. wonderful. I love it. And I remember it, it, it came out at a time when I just wasn't playing video games, right? Or or just didn't have a lot of time to play online mm -hmm. or, or I didn't have a lot of friends online that I was going to play. Um, and then just out of nowhere, it just was everywhere. Like now, like I'm a school teacher now. All the students are talking about it. Mr. Pomeroy, you don't play Fortnite? No, I don't play Fortnite. I'm over here teaching you pipsqueaks, yeah. <laughs> like how to how to how to do science, right? Um, so it just kind of blows my mind. And um, we were just talking to uh, I was talking to somebody else who I would never have thought had played Fortnite, but he goes, I play it all the time with my two kids. So so it's 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 a game changer. It's breaking down walls. Um, and and it's oh, creating yeah. is creating new players, new video yeah. game players. I, I hope the video game industry follows what Fortnite has done. I mm -hmm. genuinely do because releasing something without the idea of we're going to make just insane amount of money, we're going to nickel and dime people with microtransactions, all these mm -hmm. other things, and generate just a massive following, I think is phenomenal. Is that what they've done? Like, is that their, their yeah? That's kind of what it is, you know. And that's why they're releasing so much content for free. And they're getting players involved and they're doing all these wonderful things. I love that. I don't think enough gaming companies do that. And they probably don't have the ability to because of their overhead and everything else that goes involved yeah, with it. Yeah. I absolutely love what Fortnite does for the community and the gaming community in general. But Fortnite, you know, for those of you who are like us who don't know Fortnite, um, you know, I always like like to link, link this to another example. You know, when Game of Thrones came out and mm -hmm. everyone, you couldn't turn the corner without someone talking about Game of Thrones. And right. everything else that's kind of like what it is with fortnite if you've met that one person that says you haven't watched it yet and they right. looked at you with like, like that that stare of judgmentalness and disgust and kind of you know sadness for you they felt bad for you right you haven't done like oh you should really should watch it it's yeah. really good right you know that's what fortnite is it's mm -hmm. the gaming equivalent right now at least in my opinion to that kind of thing right who makes fortnite Ah, crap. I forgot. I'm going to get so much crap for this, too. Uh, I forget who did it. It's epic. Is it epic? Yeah. That's try, right. It is. I tried to is. lob that one to you. You tried to lob to it. Again, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about which one it is. So Fortnite makes, uh, or Epic makes Fortnite. They've done uh, Gears of War. Yep, absolutely. Um, that's probably their most uh, popular one. They do Paragon, which is kind of like yep. a strategy card game. Yeah. Or, or it's like a MOBA card game style game. I believe so. Yeah. I haven't played right. I get another one I haven't played. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I I applaud Epic for taking these big risks and, and trying new things in video games. And they have the, uh, the I guess, the backing to do it. Yes. Um, you know, so it, it's it's fun and it's refreshing to to the people who have played it um, and what they what they share about it. And and, and if you go if you go online and you and you see uh videos or clips you know it's it's a battle royale style game mm -hmm. uh you shoot 
but you also build these forts at the same time and you gather resources so um, so that you can build all these forts. So you, it's, it's a survival game, it's a shooting game, and it's almost kind of like a Minecraft style build game where you get to create. Yep. Um, now take all of those and just wrap it around the, the, the mindset of Battle Royale, one versus everybody. So there is one person who wins out of like, how, how big are these games? Uh, up to 100 people. Up to 100 people? Up to 100 people. And that's ridiculous. Depending on if you're lucky enough to get on a server, mm -hmm. that is good. So I can imagine, I mean, I can feel just talking about it, I get excited about mm -hmm. why people are excited about this game and why people play this game. Oh, absolutely. But you got to give us a break, yeah. okay? Yeah. It's not like we don't know things. Like, for example, uh, they are releasing now custom match custom matching now that's right it's a brand new thing that they're starting to come out with which is going to make matchmaking and everything else much easier and much better um but yeah give us a break please i mean uh we love games we're all about the gaming culture the community but there's not enough time in the world to play everything unless yeah. we get paid tons of money which hopefully will happen one day we uh dubbed this feeling that we're feeling the exclusioning exclusioning and gamers need to stop excluding other gamers yep and you know i think this goes beyond gamers as well it's it's almost everything in pop culture you know tv popular tv shows all these other things right you know everyone's gonna be late to the party on something and then you just feel terrible because you look at somebody's and they're like they're so excited talking about it and you know nothing right and you're just like oh yeah. so tell me about it get me excited for it instead you know again i, I work with a bunch of 12 year olds yeah so you know oh you don't play fortnite what are you dumb yeah no, I have, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm teaching you. Yeah, I'm busy. I'm teaching you right now. Chill out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, Fortnite, absolutely fine. And just to be clear, I am planning on playing it. Uh, the company I work for, we're going to be doing more gaming events, and i got to learn how to do it. So I, I know what's happening, but I am going to play it. I just haven't had a chance to yet. Every time I try to play it, I have to download an update, download some sort of file, and yep. it kind of just stops me from playing it and then something else happens i miss the days where you could put a game in and just play i yeah. miss those times mm -hmm. now you have to plan out your like day you say okay i'm going to dedicate at least the first 15 minutes to updating so i'm going to make a sandwich and put the game in right and right. then i'm going to come back hopefully it'll be ready by that mm -hmm. time you know it, it's it's much more methodical now when it comes you can't just plug in and play like for example um my nephew is over right now we have an xbox one here it's right. fantastic i love it um but because he has another game on his Xbox, he just brought his over and plugged it in instead because he did not want to wait for him to recover it, reinstall Bring it, it over. download it, update it, and then be able to play here. Was that the green one I saw was, inside there? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Absolutely. I caught that. So I, I, I don't know. I missed that part of games. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, will gaming ever get back to that point where the updates will be like that mm -hmm. rather than an hour and a half, two hours of install versus you know another 15 minutes of update and that's always so i hate that with a loading screen when it's installing it's 99 percent like it's done and then it goes to another update bar right right and then it takes another 15 minutes that's just that's the, the biggest worst. the biggest tease right the biggest tease in the world so um if you're not playing fortnite what are you playing uh right now i actually just got on a binge and i went back through and i played a bunch of old games uh just recently i went back i played through sleeping dogs again i went nice. through red dead again because red dead 2 mm -hmm. uh, i was talking about that at work with somebody else and i just had to go back and i had to replay through all of it yeah and red Dead's still, a good one. still holds up yeah it still holds up yeah i'm playing 
Enter the Gungeon on Nintendo Enter the Switch. Gungeon, have yes. You played that? I have played that. That's a beautiful I game. I have played that. That one's fun. That one's yeah. a lot of fun. And I haven't made it past the first dungeon or the oh, first really? boss. Yeah, because it's – I. Uh, just for the record, I am not a great gamer. I, I play no, games and no, I like yeah. to have fun, right? There's only a few games I would ever claim that I am really good at. Mm-hmm. But I never play on easy mode because no. I feel like, like I don't. And there's some certain games where I'll, I'll bump out, bump it up to hard mode. But usually normal or whatever, whatever preference that the game mm-hmm. puts me on, that's the that's the mode that I play. Right. Uh, and sometimes. I'm terrible at normal mode, mm. but I stick through it. And, and Enter the Gungeon doesn't have a normal mode. It just has this kind of onset difficulty that, that you know, the, the dungeons randomly generate. Mm-hmm. So there's different enemies in every room. And then you can't really learn the game because every time you die, it randomly generates. Yep. But the boss is always the same. And it's it's this raven with this big Gatling gun and, like, these, like, big yeah. macho arms. Yeah. Uh, and I always die. Well, but, see, I'll tell you right now, like I said, I've never played Enter the Gungeon by myself. No, I've only ever played it with somebody else at a mm-hmm. time, and so most of the time I'm playing with that other person. They're really good, and I'm just kind of like just like co- sailing on their coattails. Yeah, that's all I'm doing, and I'm just walking around there. They're they're leaving me uh, pickups and things like that, and uh, yeah, because uh, like you, I mean, here's the thing: when I was younger, I used to try to play on the hardest difficulty back on games, like back in StarCraft. Man, my my fingers were lightning fast. And I could play on whatever difficulty I could play in the Diamond Leagues and all those kind of things. Right now that we've gotten older, less time on our hands. Like normal is that that's the new hard for me almost. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. You know, and so I mean that's it. But I mean, uh, I know the Gungeon is really really good. I, I I really really enjoyed that one. That one was a lot of fun, uh, especially you know if you have um, if you're looking for a, a kind of a couch co-op game almost. Yeah, because I don't think it's online. No. I think it's exclusively a couch co-op. Yeah, game. I believe it is. And there's there's so few of those now. Mm-hmm. So few couch co-op games. And I play that on. I, I have it on the Switch. And and. I think it's a perfect game for the Switch just because, um, you know, you can't necessarily, I guess you can go online with Nintendo Switch, but with that ability to just to hand over another Joy-Con to somebody and say, hey, play with me real quick, yeah, anywhere, it's perfect. Well, you especially know? when you, like, you know, me, Lonnie Ray, he is married. I am getting married here later on this year. Um, when you have, you know, your fiance or your wife with you and, you know, mine, luckily she is a gamer, mm-hmm. but she doesn't play a ton of games. She's very selective on the game. She plays. I don't know. Is, is Ashley, uh, is she a gamer herself? I feel like, and I told her this, that she lied to me at first <laughs> because I told her, Hey, video games are a big part of my life. You know, like I like to play video games all the time. And then she's like, Oh yeah, I played games like Grand Theft Auto and Halo and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh cool. Those are like, like two of the main games and i'm like oh so you played those she's like yeah i played them you know with my brother and all that stuff all right cool i play games with my sister i thought she meant the same thing like me and my sister uh beat halo on legendary uh, or whatever and she loved the game so much that i bought her an xbox so that she could have one uh and 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 now that she's like a hardcore gamer is because i bought her an xbox way back when anyway so my uh wife my girlfriend at the time i bring her over and i'm like let's just go play video games uh and i put in um uh grand theft auto uh-huh. you know and the online mode uh and she creates a character real quick and she seemed like she was fluent in controlling the controller and knowing what knowing what to do there that uh totally like caught me by surprise that once we get into like the main world she had no idea how to do the two analog sticks yes and i'm like yeah that's how did you lie to me? Like, how did you, I'm how did you get this far? I'm surprised the relationship continued, to be honest with you. I'm surprised you didn't just like, you know what? 
I need you to leave. Well, Ashley has very, uh, you know, she has plenty of other redeeming qualities uh, that I love her for. <laughs> uh, but uh, video game playing isn't one of them. Um, but it was funny because with Grand Theft Auto, like, you know, you go online, if you push in the sticks, uh, you do your taunt. Yeah. Or whatever. So, like, I had, like, the rolling the dice taunt. So the guy would just, like, roll the dice. But if you push him in hard or if you wiggle them while you push them in, he'd do, like, this jack-off thing. Like, so, <laughs> like he's jacking off, right? And then, and then he'll, like, throw it on stuff. So then he'll she would just take that and, like, beat people up and then just jack off on them and then go about her merry way. And that's how she played Grand Theft Auto. And I guess that's one way you can play that Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. That is one way. Uh, but, yeah. And I gotta say this, you know, all, all the all the the ladies or even the guys out there who maybe their their partners are, are are gamers and you're not, you know, I give you guys massive credit for for putting up with us to a degree. I really yeah. do because you know it, it is it is a really really time sucking hobby that we have. Mm -hmm. It really is. Games are meant to be engrossing right. by nature. They're distracting, Absolutely. and you know they you know I, I can understand that. Um, but yeah, oh my god, like. At working at GameStop, you know, that was one of the biggest things. You know, we always got asked like, hey, how do I get my girlfriend into games? You know, and there's really no good answer for it. We can always make recommendations over, you know, this could be an easy game for her to play or things like that. But I mean, right. But then if you choose like an easy game, like, isn't that like insulting? It is. It is. Yeah. I think it is. I think it's like, you know, like, well, you know what? Uh, she obviously doesn't know how to do anything. I mean, I don't know how she's walking and driving a car right now. Let's start off with, you know, this little, you know, Elmo's ABCs. Right. That's right. just not cool. So, you know, you mm -hmm. have to try to find the right balance for that. And for some reason, you know, um, I mean, I, I get it. And, you know, back in the day, old NES, you had a directional pad A and B. Now you have a sophisticated controller with dual analog sticks, right. button sensitivity, all these other things. Mm -hmm. And they sit down, they put in their hands, and they're like, oh, oh, God. And then, like, for, for uh, Maria, like, learning how to do a first-person shooter game, she could walk forward and then look and right. then shoot. She couldn't right. do – she couldn't master it for a long time. Yeah. So, so now Ashley um, – she plays uh, the Switch with me a lot, like Snipper Clips and mm -hmm. uh, Mario Kart, Splatoon. She knows how to play. So we play those, right? Uh, so props to her. And then props to, again, all of you guys who don't understand it, mm -hmm. but respect us enough to love us still. Oh, yes. Love us, yeah. Love us, or love us enough to put up with it and to, put up with and it, to yeah. encourage us to be able to to explore it. Because right. that's one big thing that I absolutely hate. When people came into my store, like, yeah, I'm giving her all my, all my stuff. Like, why are you doing that? My girlfriend doesn't like it. Ah, oh, that's that's like giving up a part of your soul right there. That's not what a relationship should right, be. Right. You know, that's not what it should be at all. But you know, speaking of the switch, you know, I want to ask you one thing. Have you ha had a chance to try the Labo yet? No, I'm interested in it though, um, and I've watched a lot of videos on it. And and uh, I did do my research again because, um, as far as like an educational piece, um, you know, there's a thing called STEM, which is uh, oh shoot! I don't even know what STEM stands for, but it's like technology and mathematics and science and engineering. That's what it. That's what it stands for. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it stands for, but in a different order. So it's science, technology, engineering, math. There you right? go. Good stuff. Uh, uh, STEM. I always knew you were a good teacher. Thank you. Thank you. So you know, um, uh, I was looking forward to this because you know it teaches kids, and 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 this is not a, a video game. It's it's an experience. Okay, so we can just say that it's a STEM experience where you are encouraged to create uh, and you do that because they give you these big like you know yeah. sheets of cardboard that you can fold into all these different things like i've seen a house a piano a fishing rod yep. backpack uh, and some the, other things like that the yeah. robot guy the robot right? guy yeah robot back, back, back um, guy, yeah. and then um 
you put your switch in there in several different ways. You're either putting the actual tablet piece into something or you're taking the controller parts and you're putting them in and you can interact with these toys, these cardboard toys in many different ways. So that's that's the gimmick. That's what they showed you if you watched any of the videos. Um, but one of the other things is like now that you boot it up, there's like create, play in a garage mode mm -hmm. or something like that. And then the garage mode is like programming. So like let's say if you have uh, the fishing rod game and you're doing the fishing game, um, you could do that, but then garage mode, like, you know, every time you twist the, the reel or whatever, you could change it to do a different function. So now, eventually, once you get used to, like, playing and having fun and building, then you could actually take apart the game and rebuild it in the way you want, like programming, like coding. Yeah. So um, there's all of that stuff that seems really cool. No, it seems absolutely fantastic. And those of you who have not seen the Nintendo Labo yet, just go on, open up a, a web browser, just type in Labo from Nintendo, and that'll bring up a bunch of videos and things like that. It's absolutely insane, um, you know, as far as what it can do and what it looks like it can do. And I'll give Nintendo this. As far as, um, you know, there's the big three. There's Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony in the gaming world as far as consoles. Right. Those are the big three. Nintendo is the only one that really just, I don't think that they edit out any ideas an ideal pop up somewhere and how about we make something with cardboard and you can make right. it into a paper airplane, mm -hmm. put your switch on it and then throw it. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. If you said that at Microsoft, I think they would probably throw you out the window. Right. I really do. You get fired, you get demoted, you go down to packaging where you can work with cardboard because you love it so much. They would scoff at you. They would. That cardboard can be a video game experience. It is. And I, I have to give Nintendo that as far as if you look at the last, what, I'd say 15 years, uh -huh. Nintendo has been all about innovation. Right. All about it. Even though it might be gimmicky and it might be weird or it might not make sense to it, like, what the heck are they thinking of here? Mm -hmm. I mean, it works for them. I'm so excited for Labo, though. And, yeah. and again, like, I got to preface, it's not a video game. No, it's not. It's, it's, not. it's an experience, you know, but it, it, it makes more of a player mm -hmm out of you than, than like say a video game. Absolutely. So so if I'm playing a video game, uh, Super Mario Brothers or whatever, uh, I, I'm only experiencing it in one way as mm -hmm. as the player, right? I do my inputs or whatever, and and, and, and also, that's how I get there's there. There's also a logical uh, uh, path through, there's a linear path through, right. it's the same, it's very, very similar. Mm -hmm. so, so they're basically essentially kind of giving you like a toolkit and then, hey, like here are some ways that we've used this toolkit, and and they show that to you by those sheets of cardboards and designing and creating all those different things. Uh, but then, they give you a different experience because now, like you're like interacting with the cardboard. Like I watch people decorate. Like you get to make these little like bug looking things, and you could have like these robot battles where these bugs are kind of like bumping into each other. Yes, like a sumo yeah, wrestling yeah, type deal. Yeah, um, and and. You know, if you're just thinking that about the technology part of it and, and, and playing with just the remotes, then that's all it is to you. But I've seen other videos where people are designing their cardboard and making like their their bugs like ferocious or cool looking. Well, it adds in another dimension. It's no longer just a, a 3D app application inside a video game platform. Now you're right. talking in the real world. You can physically create something. You can physically color it. You can make it your own. You can just so much more right. stuff with it. I mean, it's absolutely a brilliant idea. Right. The, uh, the game experience is no longer you mm -hmm. looking at a television screen. Mm -hmm. You know, they're taking that game experience and putting it on your couch, putting it on your floor or in like in your hands in, in the, the best way possible. Yeah. 
I'm going to be excited to see what happens out of this and how successful it really is. Because one of the big things that I always like to ask, you know, I'm going to ask you this line right here. Do you think Nintendo is over-promising maybe what it can do and how its application is going to be run? With Nintendo Labo? Yeah, with Labo. Uh, I feel like they're they're definitely not treating it like a game, mm-hmm. right? They're treating it like like something else. So, you know, they showed this variety kit and they showed the robot kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the robot kit is really cool. I watched a lot of video on that, but then I think they've just given you enough to say, okay, what else can I do with this? So I feel like, um, you know, they did the variety kit just to, just to appease some people, the robot kit for people who are super enthusiastic about it. Um, and, and, and maybe what around October, you know, Nintendo Labo part two is going to come around and, you know, they're going to give you so much more cardboard. And I don't even know if you need another game or whatever. I, I, I'm not sure. You know, I'm very excited to see what happens because I'm not sure exactly how far they're going to go with this, how much you're going to have to buy to add on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, with like the Wii, for example, the remotes, you can buy like, those little extensions, like the, the t- actual tennis racket, which was all useless, was meaningless and stuff. Right, right. But right. I think this is a different methodology behind that. Now they're saying, hey, you can design your own kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But depending what kind of games come out with this, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. Because... And, and if Nintendo is smart, they're going to be watching what the community is doing with yeah. that coding part um, and seeing what they're doing with this cardboard. Because after a while, like, um, they're not going to be using Nintendo's cardboard. You know, they're going to be creating their own things and 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 making something so much more. Yeah. So I feel like like Nintendo isn't overpromising. I think they know exactly what they're doing with this because they just wanted to give creators or players enough for them to feel enriched and, and feel like, okay, hey, I know what I'm doing. Now watch what I did with your stuff, Nintendo. Yeah. And that's what they that's what they're doing. I'm really interested to see in the reviews of how durable that cardboard is. Cause you know, you talk about, you know, creating like a foot pedal for like a drum or something like that. Right. You know, if you have a kid who's stomping on it, how how durable is that gonna be? Right. And you know, how much are you gonna have to be buying on this cardboard to replace stuff that you maybe break? And some of those things, like the robot backpack and stuff like that, there's like rubber bands in there uh-huh. and things that are, like, you know, really, really, yeah. really more interesting. I mean, I have a hard time putting things back into an Amazon package to send back if it's broken. Right. You know? right, right. So how difficult, I mean, I'm wondering, it's going to be really interesting to see. I'm really wondering to see what, what happens. Yeah. Right. But with that said, Nintendo is automatically, they're already like reselling just the cardboard yeah. in case you break it or need some extra ones. Which I feel that, you know, it's going to happen more, especially with kids, I would imagine, yeah. you know, yeah. because that fishing reel, I mean, I, I can't imagine that fishing reel being highly durable after, you know, a few uses of play. Right. I mean, I just know, um, it might be. Well, the robot one looks intense too yeah, because does. the rubber band or the cord goes from yeah. the backpack to your handles and then it goes down to your feet. So then like you, you're you stretching this rubber band or doing whatever with the cardboard and everything right. else. You know, I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm, I'm a smaller guy. So, I mean, if it's a bigger person, you know, are they going to break that potential thing because of mm-hmm. how long their arms are? Yeah. You know, I don't know. But, um, you know, I'm very, very interested to see this because Nintendo is one of those people that always sends out the most innovative kind of things. They really are yeah. you know, from the from the Wii to the Wii U with the tablet controller and all that other kind of stuff there. Uh, and they kind of did deliver on everything they've said. So far, the Switch, I feel the Switch, they've delivered on most of the stuff they were talking about. Right. I don't believe it was overhyped or oversold as far as what they were promising. And hopefully Labo continues on with that because I want to see Nintendo really just, you know, have success with this. Yeah, I, I think, I, I you know, Nintendo is kind of its own monster inside this 
billion dollar industry. Um, and I, I, I absolutely think that they know what they're yeah. doing. So, you know, we have billion, you know, we have blockbuster games that you can get from Xbox or PlayStation. Uh, you can get, you know, Gears of War, you can get God of War, you can get Halo, you can get this, that, that. Um, but then what about the, the people who want something different? Mm-hmm. So they like video games, but they grew out of those blockbuster games or, or that's just not for them anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, or they thought that's what they were going to enjoy, but now they want something else. Um, and Nintendo Labo does that. I think the Nintendo Switch does that. Yeah. And um, uh, for me as a gamer, I, you know, I have my PlayStation 4, I have my Xbox, I'm a 4K television. I love looking at that screen and I love looking at brilliantly placed pixels that make the image look great. But I I have my Nintendo Switch everywhere. Like, I, I play my Nintendo Switch more because I'm able to pick it up and walk walk away with it and 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 you know nintendo knew exactly that they what they wanted to do with that and that brings up the big question you know like you know what's more important is it having fun in a game or is it that kind of in-depth super quality blockbuster kind of stuff you know for yeah. me it's always been the fun factor right it's always been the fun factor nintendo mm-hmm. always brings that and that's why i always laughed i know you probably got this a lot from back in the day lonnie uh when people come in oh nintendo's gonna go under nintendo's gonna right they're gonna fold they're not gonna be a company soon they're gonna I'm like, they, i always laughed at them <laughs> <laughs> they have the rights to Mario, to all these iconic characters mm-hmm. that make just tons of money. Yeah, they have the games that children are going to play yeah. first. So, and they have the games that we grew up with. Absolutely. Which we're always going to be back to buy mm-hmm. again. I mean, you know, we're talking about like Nintendo Labo and Cardboard and all that. Uh, on the Nintendo Wii, there was a game that was created by Yuji Naka. He was the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was called like Beat It or something like that. that where... Your controller was essentially a box, so you took the box and you put it on the on the on the counter or whatever, and you put your Nintendo Wii with the with the buttons on top of that box, and you had to like like beat, beat it and stuff. So think think of like WarioWare yeah, style yeah, yeah, games, yeah. but then you're smacking a box, uh, and it's interacting with the buttons and the motion sensor. That's crazy. And and at that time when that game came out, I laughed at that. I'm like, that is. A stretch but i don't know where they're going with that now fast forward and that was almost like 10 years ago so fast forward you know 10 years later now we're interacting with cardboard yeah, again that, that same guy is telling nintendo just like <laughs> i've been pushing this idea in, for so in, many years in a completely different way <laughs> yeah you know if you know the name of that game what i'm talking about or if you had it let us know and um yeah because i've never heard of it, it but that, that guy is still at nintendo there he's been plugging away pitching it every single day at Nintendo for 10 years until he got this. Yeah. Second game. Second, second game. But I mean, that's my thing. Like, you know, I would love to be a fly on the wall at Nintendo and just to hear what ideas do they not take? Right. I mean, they've got, they've taken so many crazy ideas and ran with it. Most ideas that most of game, gaming companies would say, that's insane. Right. You're they were probably, crazy. people would probably joke and say like, they don't take the good ideas because exactly. their online yeah. infrastructure is, not what we feel like it should be, you know, and it's, it's, it's a library of blockbuster titles are probably not where people want it to be, but then when they take their idea and they run with it, it's a beautiful idea. And, you know, um, I, I can't imagine playing uh, enter the gungeon on any other system other than my switch, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's available for all the other systems, but I play mine on the Xbox on the Xbox. And, And I just feel like, like, no, I'm sorry, the PlayStation. I'm, I do apologize. PlayStation, I played my. So, so I just feel like okay, like, yeah, you could buy it for the same price and it's available on there. But then, like, 
with the game that's, that has this kind of like cute art style and this this kind of really neat idea, it belongs on a game system that is a really neat idea, mm-hmm. you know. So um, uh, I do appreciate Nintendo for expanding their their indie titles. Yes, they call them the Nindies. The Nindies, the you nindies. know. Oh, I love Nintendo, and like I said, I, I would. I absolutely just I would love just to see how they select ideas. You know, we were talking about that earlier as far as, you know, how the Labo came up with, you know, I I thought, you know, as a kid, they brought a kid to work and they're like, Oh, go play with the the switch over yeah. the kid and the kid pulled pulled the switch out of the box and started playing with the box instead and they're like yeah. sitting there going, Oh, we got something. We got something. They, they love the box. We can mm-hmm. combine the switch and the box together. Right. That's <laughs> Right, that's the thing. But I so, love what you thought. I love how you thought it with, with the, uh, the. Oh yeah, so there is some high level exec who uh, is upset and he's crying his solitary Japanese tear, <laughs> right? Because his his father is dishonored because the father died away, passed away, but he had just bought slates of cardboard. He just bought this cardboard company and he's crying because he doesn't know what to do with all this cardboard. But Shigeru Miyamoto is, says, "I have an idea." You know, and and then there you go. Now you have Nintendo Labo. (laughs) I love that. I absolutely love that. And honestly, if if that turned out to be a true story, I would not be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised by 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 that at all because that's how Nintendo rolls. Did you know gaming? Do you follow them on YouTube? No, I do not actually. Uh, I don't. It's one of my favorite YouTube channels called Did You Know Gaming? Um, And then they do like little behind the scenes things like that. So. Uh, I'm anxious. I feel like they're going to be doing one on Nintendo Labo oh, soon. Awesome. And then, if it does, I got I got to check it out. And then you'll learn so much more. But... I've got to check it out. You know, because that's the thing. I've been watching more and more YouTube, and one of the things I've been watching is God of War, because that just now came out. I'm not right. gonna be able to, I'm not going to be able to play it most likely because uh, of you know just work and life and other things that I'm trying to get into right now. But I know Lonnie, you just picked it up. Yeah, I played it a little bit before I came here. Yeah. So uh, and let me tell you, it's a great game. And I know I wasn't bashing blockbuster titles when I'm talking. No, about no. how great the Nintendo Switch is. Uh, I just feel like for if you're buying a PlayStation, you need a game like God of War, right? Uh, and and it's a beautiful game. And I, I haven't gotten very far into it. I just did the tutorial mission. Um, and um, there's a fight scene almost immediately right after the tutorial mission. That's intense. Um, and and it, I feel like that fight scene is like really like paving the way for this new style of God of War. So... Um, I, I never, I never beat any of the other God of Wars. I think I played them all, um, but never got far enough just because, uh, I never got far enough to feel like compelled to beat it. Uh, Kratos never felt like a fleshed out Mm multi-dimensional character. I agree. Um, but they're, they're doing that with this. So they're keeping his anger and his rage and everything that happened in the first three God of Wars, uh, and the spinoffs for PSP. Um, and they're compacting that into this new Kratos. So, um, you know, apologize, but this is a spoiler. At the end of God of War 3, he runs away. Oh, I can, let's be honest. <laughs> God of War 3 is not really a spoiler. If you haven't played it by now, you're right. not spoiling anything. So, so, then, so then now you find now, – now you're playing the new God of War, and you find out that he's inside this uh, North Nordic-style um, realm where – um, it's more, there's a lot more ice, a lot more force. Which and, I love they went that route. Yeah. I love it because, I mean, you can, you've already, they've explored everything. He's killed every other god. I mm-hmm. mean, there's nothing else they could possibly do. Right. So now he has to kill he all the Nordic gods. He has to kill all the gods, which, yeah. which, are, which are great because they picked, a, really, they picked a, a place with as many guys as they probably could mm-hmm. <laughs> so they could have more stuff in there. Yeah. Um, 
But I don't know. Like the problem with me, you know, I've, I've played the God of War series, and it's a great franchise. Absolutely love it. It is. If you want a bloody, gory kind of, you know, action-packed kind of game, it is right up your alley. Yeah. But I agree with you. Characters never fleshed out. But I don't know how I feel about giving him humanity now. Like, does it make sense as far as what he's built up to be? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I feel like, you know. Um, Kratos was a guy who was always angry and uh, he never really got uh, the the anger always got the best of him like he's never kind of like really triumphed over that anger like sure like he's killed everybody but then at the end he oh, was he still everybody he was still angry right so I feel like this is kind of like a natural evolution of him and and you know uh, the the graphics on the game are amazing oh, so yeah. when you see oh, kratos absolutely. you can see like wrinkles on his face you know bags underneath his eyes so you can tell that this is a much older kratos um and obviously he has a son um and uh and it's really it feels like it's telling this story of atonement mm -hmm. but not through kratos and i feel like the atonement is going to really it come is. from his come the from son, the, son. the son yeah okay yeah, the sins of the father, and that's what they always say. You know? Yeah, that's, and that's that's something that's gonna be really interesting. I'm, I definitely want to play it. I want to try because I'm I am a fan of the God of War series. But mm -hmm. you know, it's always interesting to me how they how they evolve storylines in games, especially games that have been established for that long. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like giving humanity to create. It's like it's like making somebody go, oh, you know, the xenomorph and alien. I really want to make that character really lovable right now. And it's like, but it's a monster. Right. Kills people. Pops out of their chests. You know. Kratos is literally ripped God's heads off of their bodies because he was angry. <laughs> yeah, and you know, but I, I really do appreciate the game developers. I think it's Santa Monica Studios yeah. who 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 did this for the game, uh, and and I, I wish that more creators would do this, uh, but they take a tried and true uh, character from a certain genre, and like genre swap it with something else you know um like uh, a case in point would be like cloverfield yes and 10 cloverfield lane yeah where cloverfield was a monster movie but the big kaijus that destroy the buildings uh and 10 cloverfield lane is actually a superhero so origin story yeah, it's like a thriller almost feels yeah good as far as you know not what's going to happen mm -hmm. suspenseful really really wonderful well done movie yeah so i i i really do appreciate them taking kratos and, and or God of War and and making it something else like making it this Kratos and this God of War, uh, just because um, it's different. So we do know like you know the original God of Wars were a hack and slash uh, action game, uh, and this doesn't this has some action hack and slash to it. But then you know now it definitely feels more blockbuster like along the same vein of like Uncharted mm -hmm. or The Last of Us, and I feel like they're really taking a lot of that. Um, storytelling through the space in between the fights um rather than the fights in the Just nothing but non-stop like blood and battle right, and stuff like that right. which might turn off some you know franchise players and stuff like that but i i, I know i think it's gonna be absolutely fantastic i'm very excited to play it uh and from what i understand the game is still very violent still yeah. very bloody but now you get to see um i don't want to say regret but you get to see um well through his kids eyes is all through his, yeah yeah so so like yeah he's 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 doing this, but then Atreyu is is right next to him the whole time, or Atreus yeah. or whatever, uh, is is always around him. So he's like doing this to protect his son, but at the same time, he's also trying to train his son and teach his son to be um, someone who can yeah. be but his own man. You gotta wonder if his son, though. I mean, when you think about your father, like I killed Zeus. Right. Like, that's a. Yeah. <laughs> how would you feel if like, your dad was like, yeah, I killed a bunch of gods and stuff like that? And that's mm -hmm. not a big deal. 
you're like, holy crap. You know, that's, it's a weird feeling. That's got to be some big shoes to fill. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you'd ever be able to live up to your father's expectations of that. Yeah, no, so, he has, so maybe the sun's going to kill all the Nordic gods. Maybe. And then he'd maybe. be like, Kratos would be like, I killed Odin. Wasn't the Greek gods. It wasn't the Greek gods, yeah. yeah. The Greek gods are much better, but who knows? <laughs> that, that's awesome, though. But, yeah, uh, going back to what you touched on, you know, game developers now taking franchise story characters and putting them into new things. Like, you know, I love the new Tomb Raider series. Mm -hmm. They took Laura Croft from being just all about boobs and butt and double guns, right. flipping backwards and doing things into, like, a legit Uncharted-like style mm -hmm. kind of game. And was, they're infusing a lot of humanity yeah. into into the, the main characters, Absolutely. Right? Which is, you know, and for me, it was a perfect blend of, fan service and then bringing new people who've never seen it in there so i'm hoping the god of war kind of accomplishes the same thing mm -hmm. I, I really am because that'd be really cool yeah and again like i haven't been the biggest god of war fan but playing this one i'm definitely hooked and i'm anxious to see kratos's story now like i want to know if it's going to continue and and you know i'm very interested see, in I, I don't know i don't know how some game developers sleep at night because waiting this long to release this version of it mm -hmm. and all those fans who their hopes and dreams are resting upon your shoulders. Right. Those fans who, uh, you know, really look down upon everyone else who hasn't played that game yet. Like we were talking about earlier, having that come out and then having to wait for that reaction. I mean, I don't know that that's, I give them massive. Well, have you, for that. have you seen the video that the director put out? I did not know. So, um, I'm trying to find it right now, but then, uh, First up, before the game comes out, he puts out this message, hey, we've worked so hard to play this yeah. game and to design this game for you, and we want to take what you love about Kratos uh, and bring something else to that love. Um, and I thought that was really neat. So after all the reviews come in, it's him inside a hotel room or whatever, and, and it's a video of him crying and saying thank you because That's it awesome. validates all of the hard work that yeah. they put into making this game Millions of man hours. and and man like i just thought that was really cool and 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 it's interesting to me because they're talking about humanity in the game uh and and you can definitely see inside the director you know putting out this heartfelt you know thank you um where that humanity is coming from and yeah. it's really cool that it's kind of basically starting from from a very singular point yeah. that's outside of the game uh, and again, being infused into the game in all parts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Would Kratos approve of him crying? I don't know. Um, there are no tears. <laughs> there are no tears. No tears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I'm very excited to play that, and I'm hoping that it does very, very well because uh, uh, you know, you know, some people, some fans will say, you know, I'm sick of all these reboots and all these other things that are coming on. Why can't the gaming world make up new things? Right. You know, but I personally, I, I'm a fan of them if they're done well. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, that's my thing. I'm a big fan. If they're done with thought, with care, um, they can be. They can take what we love, like me and you. Not that we're not that we're older guys. We're still very young and handsome. Right. Uh, but they take the things that we loved growing up with those games and give them to the new generation of players. Yeah, and yeah. They feel the same thing. Right. And and uh, I I'm someone who like appreciates a good reboot, but I would really like to see an original title or original like you know IP. Um, eventually or somehow, right? And I feel like this could have been original, mm -hmm. but now that we know that it's tied to you know a great story like God of War story, will it will it have been the same if it was like if it just started from where God of War um, for PlayStation Four starts off, where it's this other story and there is backstory, but you don't but you learn that as you play the game, okay. whereas it's God of War now. 
on PlayStation 4, and it takes place at this great jumping point. But then, you know, if you're a fan, you know what Kratos has been through and you've experienced it with him. So I feel like those players um, are getting a better experience because they're seeing the change in Kratos. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's one of the things, again, I, I don't know, like, I feel that with how developers are right now, how much money goes into it, we're not going to we're going to see fewer and fewer new blockbuster IPs. Yeah. Most of the new IPs, the new kind of innovations we're going to see, or the new kind of really wonderful stories we're going to see, is in the indie market. Yeah. You know, purely like you know, Ori in the Blind Forest, phenomenal, beautiful game. You know, right. Journey, absolutely phenomenal, beautiful. One game. of my favorite games. One of the Journey. favorite ones, absolutely stunning. And I always, I always, you know, uh, you know, had that argument with with any parents or any. Anybody came in that was a naysayer of video games, and as you know, an art form. Right. Almost, they're like, "Oh, you know, there's mindless, mindless." Like, have you played this? Mm -hmm. If you have, you would not be saying this. What you're saying, right? Right. Now, by right. any means. Um, but I agree with you right there. You know, there, I definitely want to see some new blockbuster kind of IPs come out. But I mean, there's a lot of risk involved. I understand why companies don't jump all over the ability to get those kind of games because the amount of money and time you put into it. I mean, studios have shut down because of a yeah. flop. Yep. They've absolutely shut down. Too human. Too human. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was the first one that came no, that, that, You're absolutely right. Too human. Absolutely. Just absolutely crushed it. I mean, that was there's a lot of anticipation, a lot of marketing, a lot of stuff behind it, and it just, yeah. just crashed, just tanked. I remember that. I remember getting – I can't remember how many returns I got on that game. Yeah. There were just too many. So many disappointed fans and underdeveloped uh, – uh, underdeveloped, uh, you know, gameplay mechanics that were really tired and old and yeah. stuff like that. I remember them when they said that they were they were they were not making anymore and that they were shutting down the company and all this stuff. Then it went really really high in price for a minute because people went to go out and buy it because like oh it's gonna be a collectible item, right? And it wasn't. Yeah, excuse me. And then nobody wants it now. Nobody, nobody wants, wants to be a part of that. Nope. It's terrible. Nope. Nobody wants to be a part of it. All right, so we're about to wind down for a little bit, and um, thanks for sticking with us if you still are with all the ramblings and the every which ways that we went to. But I feel like if we do continue this podcast, we should always end uh, the podcast on just a question, okay. right? And then you always had this good question, um, and I wrote it down. You can ask it because it's yours. Which question was it? We, yeah. have, we, have, we have a lot of good questions, I mean, We have a lot of good conversations. Yeah, the, uh, the one about the world you'd want to live in. Oh, okay, yeah. So the question that we have, that's this is one that you know I like to go over here. Uh, we as you know, as gamers ourselves, we like to often envision ourselves. We lose ourselves in these wonderful cinematic worlds and these really deep, rich lore backgrounds and stuff like that. But really, they could be kind of horrible to live there. Absolutely, they could be to real to live there in real life. That'd be kind of that's that'd be absolute nightmarish. Like think about Pokemon, right? Yeah, and Pokemon is. A fun, vibrant world, Absolutely. you know, and that's told by its art style. But how scary would it be if you're just walking down the street and everybody wants to fight, fight your you. dog? Exactly. Not you, fight not your you, pets. Your pets. Yeah. Your pet that you love. You're like, what? No, I'm not even this. Right. And when they do beat you, they take your money. They take your money. They take your money, and then uh, that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a that's a terrifying world. And then the fact that you know, I am glad that you would live after getting shocked by Pikachu, but in the fear that your your dog would think about this, your dog bit you every day. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, that's funny. No, it's not. I mean, that's a horrible thing. They bite you. Right. You know, that you're eventually going to lose your arm. Um, so my question is, you know, if you had to pick any gaming universe to live in, anyone to live in, what would it be and why? And how would you deal with the horrible repercussions of the negative aspects right. of that universe? 
what do you want to say? Do you want to answer it now or just leave well, it for an open my, question? And my, then... mine, I'll say my, mine personally here. And again, even though I know there's a lot of negatives, with it, it would be the mass effect universe. Yeah. Even though that I have a chance of being harvested by a reaper, uh, being turned into a husk, um, you know, just massive pirates and slavery in the universe and all these other horrible things or EA buying my company and ruining the game. <laughs> I mean, all those things could happen, but still, I would still prefer to live in that one because I love space. The ability to travel into space, mm -hmm. the, the way that they do it across the entire galaxy really right. quick, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. So I would take the bad with that one there, but there's a lot of bad with it though. A lot of bad could happen in that universe. Yeah, and you know, it's only going to happen what every fifty thousand years. They Something say. like that. Yeah. So like you that. don't have to worry about it. Yeah, but I mean, you have to live in you have to live in that time period that the game was in, though. Yeah. So I would be in there right then when that would be happening. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'd be enjoying it for like a year and a half, two years. Ah, oh, this is great, and then all of a sudden, giant alien shrimp come down and try to kill me. Hasselbeck would be good. I would like to. I like the lifestyle that I live now. Yeah. So any like modern set reality or game i think would be okay like grand theft auto oh that'd be so bad though because think about this you're driving down the road somebody mm -hmm. just comes up pulls you out of the car starts beating you up takes your car and drives off and you can't even report him on the police yeah but that can happen to me in real life <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> but like like the, the the way that i frame this in is that that's only happening in like choice parts of their world <laughs> you know and i'm just gonna live in another part of that world, right? So I'm not gonna live like directly in like what, like Los, Los Santos, Santos or whatever. I might go like, what are, what are the burbs in, in, uh, I in Grand Theft Auto? There. There's, there's a few different ones. There's uh -huh. a, um, oh my God, I'm probably gonna get- I'm gonna live inside the adjacent town to there's... Los Santos. <laughs> you know gonna, I mean? live, but still, I mean, then you got those, that one guy who's like just gonna go off on a tangent and start getting into a tank and a helicopter shooting everything. And you're just yeah. gonna go, oh, shit. How different is that than what I see on TV now? But that's in TV though. It's still not you per se. So it has to be me. The, 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 the higher likelihood of that happening in the game with you being there is 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 way more likely. Then maybe Saints Row because after the after the idea oh that God. they get superpowers. You, you want to get slapped in the face with a giant <laughs> I mean, no, but I'm okay with that happening versus getting uh ran over by a tank or whatever That's and true. like saints row they get like superpowers right like they start no, those are the, the main characters i mean like you know the rule that i have in my mind is that you're not a main character you're one of those regular characters that's just living in the world with everything happening so you could be a random person that could get killed i don't know if you could be able to get superpowers okay well then i'm going back to grand theft auto they have better radio. Be, oh, that's yeah. true. I'll give you that. The radio, so, the radio is much better. So if I'm gonna get beaten up and bludgeoned by a tank and somebody else in it, then at least I have some hot jams <laughs> to go down to. I like it. I like it. Well, that was the question. Please let us know what game you would live in, why, and how you would deal with uh, the negative aspects of that, because there's a lot of them. You know, we like to get lost in these worlds, but really, if you think about it, it would kind of suck to live in the majority of video games out right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. But man, thank you. Thanks again so much for listening. Uh, you will hear from us again. I don't know uh, if it's going to be immediately after this, but then, you know, this is something that we're excited about um, and, and something that we're going to continue to do for you guys. And again, um, we are kind of underneath that umbrella of technology, toys and games. Absolutely. So we're going to. Um, if you if there's anything that you guys want to share with us and, and anything that you guys want to talk to us about, let us know. Uh, we're on Anchor. That's a great way to get a hold of us. Um, and um, yeah, man, reach out. Uh, we're we're really looking for a community here. For, for 
for starting off with us here and, you know, something we've been wanting to do for a long time. So thank you guys so much for those of you who've listened. Uh, those of you who haven't, well, you know, screw you guys. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no exclusion. No exclusion. No exclusion. No Tell your friends. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you, guys.